Fernando, it's funny because I was actually still on the fence as you were saying uh, my fuck of the division, but the way you described Justin Herbert in the flesh reminds me of a young Schaefer Sharp running to the mailbox when the SI swimsuit issue comes in middle school. <laughs> I mean, how can you not want to fuck the Chargers in this case? Now, I thought Herbert, you were going to say, why wouldn't you want to fuck them? <laughs> no, no, no. Who you betting on? Always on black bass. Whole squad fast tag. Send the bookie, tell him bring it from the bag. No, we coming for the bag. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio. Go, Pats. And Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookston. What's up? We are the West Coast Gamble is a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network and the only gambling show that makes you money. Today, today, we continue and finish out the AFC with our divisional preview shows. We're doing the MFK. Sorry, Mrs. Crookston, for all the curses that are going to come. The MFK of the AFC West. And as you guys know, if you've been listening to the show so far, you know we cannot do this alone. We have another guest coming in, and let me get to him right now. Our guest today can be found on Twitter at Real F. Ramirez. He is the Chargers reporter for Sports Illustrated and writes the Charger report for Fan Nation. This man was once told by Deion Sanders that his genetics are off the chain, but most importantly, it should be noted that, like myself, he is extremely excited that CM Punk is back in the wrestling world. So let's welcome to the show, for the first time ever, Mr. Fernando Ramirez. Welcome to the show, sir. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, I, I I wasn't fooled when he went on a podcast the other day and said, "Oh, I have something. To do. I have something to do on Friday. Look at my calendar." I'm like, "Yeah, you're gonna be, you're gonna be, you're gonna be at AEW now." Like now, my question is, I'm a little freaked out for WWE because I've been watching it for years, and slowly, AEW starting to creep up it's on them. So now there, it's like, it? I mean, SmackDown is still good. Raw is just complete dog crap, uh. and I'm like. What is going and it's funny uh, raw comes to uh san diego definitely uh, i don't know if i want to go i don't know if i want to buy tickets but definitely it's going to be uh it's an exciting time and thank you guys for having me on i'm, I'm excited to jump on with you guys dude i'm pumped to have you before we get to our mfks tell us about your experience at uh, the la Chargers camp in costa mesa you were on there doing the reporting you saw that correct dj had a great pick in camp uh, earlier this oh, earlier I was, this week I, that was must have been yeah. fun to watch yeah i was right i was right by there um we're, real quick matt so are you team Newton? Are you team Jones? <laughs> Thank uh, you. Like what? Thank Man, you for asking this, is, this question. Uh, that's great. Look, I'm I am team Patriots. Uh and I want I want I'm behind <laughs> that's I'm behind such a cop whoever. out. That's uh, well look, okay, look, if you had to ask me, I'm Fernando. team I'm team Mac because he is the he is the future and especially <laughs> last game, I liked what I saw. He dropped an absolute dime to Nikhil Harry on that big long pass at the end of the second half, and then yeah. on the next play did a really great job of stepping up and avoiding some pressure, having the awareness and making a check down throw. Uh, to J.J. Taylor. I like what I saw out of him in the second game. I still think Cam's going to start week one because he can be a sacrificial lamb for us. He can go out there and stink, and we won't hit the panic button versus if, if Mac goes out there and stinks, I think, and I think people will start to get freaked out. Unless Mac makes a case where you absolutely can't, like, you know, argue with the fact you, that you he's You guys the are guy. stacked at running back. We do it. We it's have a huge. lot. Of, Ramondre Stevenson has been really Dangles, good. I love Dangles. what I saw out of J.J. Taylor. We yeah, yeah, Dangles, on Dangles, stop. Come on. Dangles, stop. I know, hey, I'm Fernando. Look, he asked. Fernando. I am answering the question. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm going to answer for you, Fernando, depending yeah. on the day, 
Dangles flips flops. He's so he's so back and forth. He literally will say, "I like Cam Jones and Mac Newton." So let's move on. <laughs> I, to think the that, NFC I think West. that was you. You, man, I, I, that was, I that saw Tony. Cam. That was Tony. Like Cam makes Cam makes a twenty yard pass look at, so like, hard. It, it, he used to make it look effortless. Now he makes it look like it takes so much effort for yep. him to throw a twenty yard pass. But I'm here to talk AFC West. I apologize. I just had to ask that no, question. That's okay. no. I'm happy to talk about it. Yeah, no, but camp has been interesting to say the least. I mean, it's been very different to see Brandon Staley and what he brings. Anthony Lynn was very by the book. Uh, if it says the schedule's from ten a.m till 12 p.m. We're going to practice from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Staley uh, much earlier, 9 a.m. Uh, so I so I was getting up. I, I still live in San Diego, so I was getting up at like 5 in the morning uh, and getting up there to camp and everything. So um, Brandon Staley is, is, is not by the book. He wants to see effort from his guys. If guys are running to each of their – if they're not walking, if they're doing everything they have to, he'll cut it to 10, 15, mm. 10, 30. So – he literally, he wants to see the guys practice hard. Um, I wrote an article for SI um, that said the 10 things I saw yep. from camp. Number one is Derwin James is back. It's and huge. you mentioned it, Matt, uh, that he had a pick six. He was going up against uh, George Kittle. And uh, and it was a battle both days, just battling back and forth. Kittle sometimes would get the advantage. Other times it'd be Derwin. Now, mind you. Derwin's not allowed to blast Kittle, so <laughs> these guys were trying to keep it civil, keep it, uh, keep it, uh, keep it um, gentleman-like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there were some hits and stuff, but they were trying to keep Pads, it uh, mellow. Course, nothing you know, like the get a little yeah, bit nothing like the Ram, nothing like the Rams and Raiders camp. So, so yeah, no, so definitely, uh, so yeah, so the, the, it was the last play of eleven on uh, red zone, and uh, Derwin had been chippy with a receiver on the 49ers. Three times they had gone at each other. Three times Derwin and him had to be separated. And one of those, Joey comes up. Joey Bosa pushes him. And after practice, he says, I'm not going to allow anybody to hit Derwin. You don't touch Derwin or I come into the picture. And I'm like, oh, damn. Man. I'm like, yeah, okay. Man. I'm like, yeah, no. And if you guys know Joey, Joey's very soft-spoken until he gets mm -hmm. pissed. Well, also, Fernando, Staley comes from that camp of, of Mr. Sean McVay. And it seems like yep. an L.A. theme here with the preseason. They were just, you know what, throwing away the preseason – They'll be they'll be yeah. ready to go week one. There's no point, especially when the depth seems shallow on the other side of the town with the Rams. I think both these coaches have yeah. taken a strong flag in the ground. This philosophy is we're not going to play any stars the preseason. We'll be ready to go week one, and I've seen that carry over to the Chargers camp. It's very interesting. And if you see it last year, Justin Herbert didn't need uh, preseason nope. games. No. They didn't have any, in the, and he performed well. So, I mean, he, he said yesterday, obviously he understands that he can't play all, all of them, but, I mean – I don't think Justin and right now to this point Justin's never played a preseason game cuz uh last year this year none of it. So um and he says it's hard to be on the sideline in street clothes just watching, but he's like I'm going to help Easton out, I'm going to help Chase out, I'm going to do whatever I can to to help these guys out, but it, it's very interesting to see these guys and and Brandon said it. Our practices are probably harder and tougher than any preseason game uh these guys are going to have. So I, I commend Brandon well, for sticking to his guns and, and, and going the McVay route and saying no practice well, and we're going to do things our way. Before we get to the MFK, I do want to stick on one thing because we have not seen Herbert in the preseason yeah, or in any preseason. Yeah, I wanted to ask about this as well. Interesting. But at, at last year, his training camp, he was not playing with the ones. It was Tyrod no. Taylor. But now he is playing with the ones. And you've been there. You've seen the progression. Herbert last year shocked the world with how well he did and how fast he was good at the quarterback <laughs> position in that offense. Different offense, new system, same people around it. But now he's playing with the ones in practice against the ones on defense. How's he looking in, in camp, my man? What do we have to say for him? 
I guess none of you guys read my article. Uh, oh, I read I it. Put, I'm, no, I'm no, letting no. you repeat no, it. No, I know, I know, I know. I'm just messing with you. I put Justin Herbert is very, 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 very good at football. <laughs> Hashtag analysis. Okay, good. Uh, I, I've heard some because I've heard some of the. <laughs> I've heard some people say, you know, I mean, and I guess there is. Look, last year was almost an outlier season for him, right? Yeah. But I am hearing the what if there's some regret, especially in fantasy camps. What if there's regression? You're shaking your head big time, though. No regression. No. No, the reason is is because is because you we have to remember too is that everybody's like oh my god Derwin just picked off uh, Justin. Remember they're going vanilla. They're going very relaxed. They're not going full blast. And sometimes Justin has been touched down, and he just throws a pass just to throw it, and whatever happens happens. So he's already been touched down. He he, he really he re- really in hit in my opinion has only thrown about two or three picks hmm. in preseason. He's thrown seven total. But I think three of them have only been his fault. The other ones, he was either touchdown, thought he was touchdown, or whatever. And then he didn't throw any against the 49ers in both practices. So Justin knows what he's doing. And you know what, Tony? You asked me about him practicing with the twos and the threes last year. I think it really helped him practice with those guys because then you throw in Tyron Johnson, Jalen Guyton. He had a, yeah. a Donald Parham. He had a relationship with all those guys. And then when it was time to bring those guys in, I mean – to get a relationship with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams is basically easy. That's quick and easy, yeah. right? Yeah, they're those guys, those guys make players. exactly. Hunter Henry makes it easy. All those but guys, he King Austin Eckler, Jalen Guyton. You know what I mean? Exactly, like that's, exactly. He, that's, he, they're good because of that connection. And I'll tell you, the better connection this year is Tyron Johnson and 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 uh, Justin Herbert, Josh Palmer. And Justin Herbert is another connection that has been very strong during preseason. I'll stop. Wait, wait, no, no, I'll, no I'll, I'll, I'm clicking. Oh, you writing it down? I'm writing okay. that down for fantasy <laughs> for purposes. Fantasy yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who's the second? Fernando. Who's the second guy? Tyron Johnson and who? Uh, Josh Palmer, baby. Josh Palmer, rookie from Tennessee. So I had. So when the draft happened, all I kept on hearing was Josh Palmer would have been a first rounder or early, a late first rounder, early second rounder if he had a decent quarterback at Tennessee. I was like, okay, maybe, maybe not. And then I started watching his film and I'm like, okay, wow. He actually makes some big time plays. You watch him out here with Justin and you're like, oh crap. Then you even see him with Chase Daniel with Easton stick. And you're like, crap, this kid really can make plays. But he's more of like the middle between uh, Keenan and Mike. Like he can go up like Mike and make big time grabs, but he can also like kind of use his hips and his feet to get to fool the the opposite receipt the cornerback well th- those stories i mean it makes me miss going to training camp in person if you haven't been able to do that as a fan and as a listener you recommend. have to do it even if you're not recommend. a fan of the team just to see these these specimens go at each other and have those tempers flare up it's awesome to watch live and in color but let's move you on you know what i had forgotten real quick or just real go quick sorry it. So I have a podcast with Lorenzo Neal, where we, uh, former Chargers oh, yeah. fullback. Yes, of course. And I was like, I was like, Lorenzo, how did you guys used to do training camp? I couldn't remember. He's like, bro, he's like, brother. He's like, we used to go to a college campus. They would put four teams there, or five or six, and we would just scrimmage against each of them and just beat the crap out of each other. <laughs> that podcast, by the way, is called Believe in Chargers. Uh, you can find yeah. it pretty much wherever you get your podcast. That's Fernando, our Appreciate guest here, it. and Lorenzo Neal, former Chargers great. Fullback. I love that. Excellent. His arms, Excellent by the way, are still Believe huge. Even Chargers. His arms are still huge. It's incredible. I've been to Oxnard to see the Cowboys. I've yeah. been down to Costa Mesa. I've seen both the LA teams. It's a blast. But let's move on now to the yep. Mary Fuck Kill of this division. The Chargers are in there, and they are a feisty team, in my opinion. But let's start with our Marys. I'm going to go around the horn here. We're each going to give our Marys 
Schaefer the Sharp, you're going to be up first, my friend. The AFC West holds one All team right. and one team only. I don't have to go only. first for once. This is Schaefer, the best episode one ever. team and one team only to marry in this division. Who are you going with? Well, I mean, let's go on a real limb here, guys, and take the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, come How on. How can you not? As, as long as Pat Mahomes is an able-bodied man and, and Andy Reid's calm plays, like I've said, I still I firmly believe they have three of the best players at a position in the world in Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Kelsey. There's really not much to say about that. I'm high on this team for – five, ten years, I'm marrying the Chiefs. Not much to say. Dangles, you agree? What a limb. I, yeah, I know. I was going to say, I don't think I, I think I got to go chalk here as well. Until until Kansas City gives me a reason to not believe in them, they're still the team to beat. You know, they bolstered their offensive line during the offseason, adding uh, former Patriot Joe Tooney. Still plenty of weapons, as you mentioned, Drew, on offense. And of course, you know, Mahomes gives you a chance to win any game that you are in. So There, yeah, there goes Matt having to throw in a former Patriot in there. Well, I mean, look, he's look, the, the offensive line was a big point of criticism. Wherever he came from, the offensive line was a big point of criticism for him last year, especially uh, and, and a reason why a lot of people think they weren't able to pull off the Super Bowl. So, you know, nope, adding, right. adding adding Joe Tooney definitely helps them. He's a veteran. He's won Super Bowls. He knows how to do the job. Fernando, I'm happy you're fitting right in and banging on dangles. That's what we do here. <laughs> but I have to say, I agree with him. The fact that they revamped the offensive line, not only Joe from New England, but trading for Orlando Brown is only in his fourth year. He's a young guy as well. Lucas Niang, their third round pick from 2020 coming back from COVID protocols. They drafted Creed Humphrey, the center out of Oklahoma. Kyle Long will be coming off the pup list. On their bench is Laurent uh, Duvernay-Tardif, Austin Blythe, the old center from the Ram, Mike Remmers, their old tackle. They have youth in the offensive line up front and talent and veteran depth behind them. They fixed their problems even up against the cap that they are. I see no holes in this Kansas City team. I am marrying this Kansas City team. And they have, the, uh, I believe, the highest win total right now in Vegas at 12.5, and, and it's hard for me to say under on that. It's a I've huge it number. I've 13 but in some places as well. They it's, can it's absolutely do that. And they, yeah, Fernando, I don't think that's out of the question. Fernando, before we get to our, uh, our fucks here, are you going to make it a clean sweep of the Marys, or are you going to go with the hometown dogs and really stick your plant, <laughs> uh, flag in the ground? No, no, I'm going to go Kansas City, but I'm going to be honest. This is one of the weakest Kansas City version that I've seen in wow. a while. That defense, if Frank Clark ends up not being able to play this season because of whatever whether it's injury or some of the uh the some of the stuff, uh, yeah. some of the off the field stuff that he has he doesn't have a lot of moral fiber frank clark let me tell you <laughs> that coming from michigan <laughs> so that's my thing what, who else is going to pass rush chris jones i know is great but He's what do you really yeah. that defense really is to me one of the weakest uh that it's been in a while i know mm -hmm. tyron matthews there but when you have other teams that have weapons like the baltimores like some of these other teams they're really, uh, they're really thin on defense, and that really is gonna make it. Yeah. That really has me thinking. They're short at the depth position of, of cornerback. Yeah, 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 exactly. With the exception of Tyron Matthew. Exactly. Have, you know, like, you know, and Juan Thornhill is still he's he's still a developing player. Can he take that next step? It literally is Tyron Matthew and Chris Jones, and then there's a fat gap yeah. between the rest of yeah. the players. It's gonna. I'm I'm 100 in that Kansas City is gonna win this division, but I don't think it's gonna be as easy as it has been in the past. I think they're gonna get challenged a lot more. Um, I think that the 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 Chargers, the Broncos, and the um, and the Raiders are going to make it a lot harder on them. So mm -hmm. definitely, I think it is going to be uh, a little bit tougher for them. But I'm going to go Kansas City. The offensive line is uh, is very good, like you said. My only question yeah. is the receiver opposite Tyree Kill. Last year, uh, at That's one a big point, question for that team. One point, yeah. he Patrick Mahomes got way too Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill happy, and the Buccaneers took that all away. And that's why, and I mean, obviously the offensive line was terrible, but Patrick Mahomes is going to have to find other guys. Is our other guys going to be able to get open? He had Sammy Watkins and that was one of the big, Sammy was, I mean, people can crap on him for, 
for all the injuries and everything, but that's but still Super Bowl that, number two receiver. In that's that Super Bowl that they won. Yeah, that Super Bowl that they won against San Francisco. Sammy Watkins was a huge part of that. So yep. now it's going to be interesting if Pringle, if some of these guys are going to be able to yeah. step up. Well, Demarcus well, Robinson, it's, I, it's I, a Demarcus, different guy every week, yeah. right? Like one weekend I it's also, Byron Pringle, one weekend it's I Demarcus Robinson. I have questions about the, the I, big I, answer for that yeah. second wide receiver has to do with the running back. I think Clyde's yeah. going to take a step up in this year and take that pressure off of the passing offense myself. But we're all marrying Kansas City. Let's move on now to who we're, sorry, Mrs. Crookston, fucking in the AFC West. I'm going to go first. I'm going to make you feel better, my friend Fernando, because I love this Los Angeles Chargers team i love justin herbert i love the fact that they have two old green bay packers on the offensive line Corey lindsley is one of the best centers in the world they drafted some offensive line mates as well they have uh, playmakers all over the place on offense but most importantly actually second most importantly second most importantly is they're healthy on defense derwin james hasn't played that many snaps in the past two years and he is a difference maker if he's on the field i think it's a huge change to see him on the field with a healthy defense around him for this charge your team most importantly most importantly how many games did this team lose because anthony lynn is an idiot and he is no longer in the building sorry detroit lions fan drew schaefer crookston but we have brandon staley here for the los angeles chargers i'm going with the fuck of the la chargers fernando do you agree i don't want to sound like a homer because i've been around the team so i'm gonna go no I'll go uh, Denver Broncos. Look at you. I, I, I like that I, out I just want to do something different because, I mean, I, I've covered the team. I know the team. I know how great Justin is. I know how good this team potentially could be if they stay healthy. Right, sell me on Denver. But I'm going to go with Denver. Just They're a quarterback away from being a great team. They're, and, I mean, if Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater could be competent this year, I feel yeah. like they're going to be a very good team. They have Noah Fant. They have Jerry Judy. They, and Jerry Judy last year, I remember uh, he was three drops away from the Broncos beating the Chargers at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, so And he had beaten Casey Hayward bad. So I, I like what Denver's doing. I couldn't believe that they got Patrick Sertain. Denver's secondary is uh, is very good. I think they're going to be able to challenge Kansas City. I think they're going to make life tough for Kansas City, the Chargers, and the Raiders, who all have very good quarterbacks. Well, to have all-star quarterbacks drew no no, no. Derek Carr is who Derek Carr is he's a good quarterback yeah and I, I just think that that defense is very good Von Miller's but he back. can also be a bad quarterback yeah like, no 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 he can bad, he can right yeah like, yeah, yeah. Well, no yeah he's he's an up and down kind of guy who one season he has a great season then the next season he uh he is not as good I agree with you that Denver has is a quarterback away from being a great team but I want to go to Schaefer the Sharp now because he's loved this Denver team in the past and he's been screwed by Drew Locke and the promise of Drew Locke Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, both of these guys have shown flashes, but they haven't shown consistency. Drew, yeah. are you going with Denver as well to be the uh, the fuck in this division, or are you going with the sure thing, supposedly, in Justin Herbert? Fernando, it's funny, because I was actually still on the fence as you were saying uh, my fuck of the division, but the way you described Justin Herbert in the flesh reminds me of a young Schaefer Sharp running to the mailbox when the SI swim shoot issue comes in middle school. <laughs> I mean, how can you not want to fuck the Chargers in this case? Now, I thought Herbert. you were going to say, why wouldn't you want to fuck Justin Herbert? <laughs> now, 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 now listen. Justin Herbert, all time in the West Coast Gamers quarterback rankings for rookie quarterback. Am I right, Tony? All-time record, the top 10 one. rookie quarterbacks. I, I can't get enough of this guy, and, and I'm not going to be as rude as Mr. Cavallo over there and trash Anthony Lynn because clearly he's meant to be a world-class offensive coordinator. That's why the that's Detroit okay. Lions have that's him. Okay. He will be a world-class <laughs> offensive coordinator. But – 
but he he he's he literally could have cost that team many many games at the end of the season due to clock management. Uh, you don't want to know where I was when he blew a cover for me when he went for it on third third and goal with no timeouts. It was just a disaster. So I do think <coughs> they could Stryker. gain some wins. But I but <laughs> but but I also like what you said about Tyron Johnson, and Josh Palmer, and look. You know, everyone knows about Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler, clearly. But, my God, Mike Williams, whenever I watch that guy when he's healthy, I'm like, who is this dude? He looks like a poor man's Calvin Johnson out there. If that guy can just stay healthy for one season. Now, he hasn't been able to do so yet, but there's no way. Los Angeles, I'm absolutely going to, you know, sleep in the biblical sense, the Los Angeles Chargers. Dangles, you're the last one to go. L.A. Chargers, Denver Broncos, are you going off the board with the Raiders? No, I mean, I I have the Chargers as well. And one name we haven't mentioned yet is Austin Eckler. He's back. He's healthy. Healthy, and he is a difference maker at the running back position when he is healthy when they're not having and that's not and he'll to, be moving he'll he'll be moving around the field a lot I, buy, I believe it you can use him and you can use him in a lot of places he could he can rotate out into a slot as a fifth receiver if you need to on a, an empty backfield package um, he's a guy you know obviously who can command the passing game and he gets between the tackles he does everything really well and that's not to slight um, uh, you know Justin Jackson or uh, uh, Kelly uh, nah, the but other, they're different players the other kid, but they are and, and to not have to rotate them you know back and forth and play that game to have the bell cow back. It's not to say they might not still get short yardage carries, but I think that and everything you guys mentioned, you know, the rise of these kind of lesser known receivers, uh, the presence of the defense, Derwin James being back, all those reasons I think are are, are reasons to be on the Chargers and train this season. We are forgetting about Jared Cook. Jared Cook and Ke- and Justin uh, Herbert. I can forget about Jared Cook. <laughs> I don't mean to interrupt you. I'm excited but I'm, about I'm the I'm okay forgetting about seventy year old Jared Cook. Man's a freaking no, no, no. I understand that, and I, and some fans are really uh, I get Saints fans in my mentions all the time when I put out oh Jared Cook just scored a touchdown for the Chargers like oh really he didn't drop it or anything like that so yeah exactly stuff like that so um but Jared Cook and Justin Herbert have developed a great relationship um but Donald Parham the tight ends are very are going to be very critical this year I think between them Parham and Cook could have about 15 touchdowns um Mm. together because that's that's the way uh Man, Parham is just humongous. I mean, the only person yeah. I've been Can't able to see kind of get the yeah, 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 yeah. The only person I I was able to see kind of snatch the ball out of his hand was Fred Warner uh, during a, a practice. Yeah. But Justin even said I it threw was a it. Yeah, yeah. He's like I threw it behind him. I should have thrown it more up in his vicinity. I'm like, well, his vicinity must be like all this because <laughs> like, hard to miss. The dude, look, he's huge. He's huge. He's huge. So I mean, he's a guy that also um th- this Chargers offense just looks like it has the weapons. It's can the offensive line stay healthy? And to me, they looked a little bit shaky um, without Rashawn Slater and without Brian Bulaga. They've looked very shaky. But man, uh, Tony, like you said, uh, Corey Lindsley, wow. I'm, I've been impressed Love by Corey him. Lindsley. Uh, there was a play uh, uh, during the scrimmage. I can't remember who the defensive tackle was for the 49ers. He grabs him and literally almost picks him up and just drops him to the ground, goes up, grabs a linebacker, and kind of drops him too. I'm like, wow, double pancakes for. For Corey Lindsay right there. It hurts that we let him go. It really does. But let's move on. So we had straight marries for the Kansas City Chiefs. We probably would have had straight marries for the L.A. Chargers. We got a courtesy fuck from Fernando for that Denver Bronco team. Always nice. Let's move on to the team that we're killing because I think we're going to sweep this one as well. And I'm going to start with this one because of how much I hate this team. And it's not that I hate the players on the team because I love Derek Carr. I love Josh Jacobs. I love some of their wide receivers. I really think Derek Carr is better than people make him out to be at the quarterback position. But this team is so stupidly built 
and made some really dumb moves in the offseason. The strength of this team and the reason they performed so well was the offensive line. And then they traded away all of their offensive line players, kept guys like Richie Incognito, drafted the, the sixth best Alabama player in the first round in Alex Leatherwood to play right tackle when he barely played right tackle at Alabama. This team to me, does not make sense when they're building this team because if you're trading away your offensive linemen for future first-round picks and then you give Kenyon Drake the contract you do and then you give Jonathan Brown the contract you do, it doesn't make sense from a team-building perspective. And I really want this team to do well in the new stadium. Fans are going to be there for the first time. They get to rock that place. And I just don't see the wins coming for this Las Vegas Raiders team. That is the team I am killing, and I think it's the easiest decision I'm going to be making today. Schaefer the Sharp, where are you going with with your kill for this division. Well, Tony, I hate to echo you, my man, because that usually means I might be a little off base in my sharp analysis. No offense, but I mean, <laughs> you, you you said everything I wanted to say. I mean, look, John Gruden is 19 and 29, three years as a head coach. They paid him all this money. Terrible. The, 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 the marriage with Mayock, you know, on, on a draft and perspective, it's only Tony's just exactly, begun. <laughs> <laughs> yep. the, the, the drafting is, is, you know, a continuous head scratcher here. You know, Josh Jacobs was the fantasy rider die a couple years ago. Now people are fading him. Really, their only asset on offense can't miss is a guy like Darren Waller. You know, and like Fernando said, I think Carr is a fine quarterback. I, I have him. I think you know top. Do we 15, know top who the number one wide receiver on this team is? Like, I mean, I, I, I mean, you would think you would think it's Henry Ruggs, Marcus right? Marcus Mariota, but, but yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Like if that's exactly you know, right. And and it's funny because the, I actually looked at this win total, and 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 Vegas still has it at seven wins. So the, the, this this market doesn't the market doesn't think this team is going to be absolutely horrible but i just think they are so bland and as we are like as we're recording this of course what happened in, tra- in training camp the a huge brawl with the rams uh they cut practice early that's a sign of a very immature team a team that just doesn't have their head on their shoulders right now i know it takes two to tango in a situation like that but i couldn't agree more tony let's we'll make it chalk the three of us together or i should say the two of us together pending on dangles but i'm killing the las vegas raiders let's go to dangles before we end with fernando dangles are you killing the raiders as well or are you going with the I'm broncos actually, no i'm killing the broncos okay. this year i just i am i am just too uncertain about a lot of of positions at like you know you don't bring a guy like teddy bridgewater in to just sit on the bench especially on a team like that where you have a relatively unproven quarterback in Drew Locke. I'm hopeful for him. I want to see the kid succeed. Um, besides Cortland Sutton, you had a rotating cast of characters last year at, at wide receivers. Um, you know, you, they, he made a guy, he made a receiver out of Tim Patrick. Great. Is he going to be good again this year? Or does he hit the, does he make the practice squad? I don't think he sees the, defense, the field. The, the, he might not even see the field. I just don't know enough about this. They lost Philip Lindsay, Melvin Gordon, obviously still there, but he's not been as consistent over the last couple of years. I guess I just don't know enough to, to really feel like I'm confident about you know about this team I, I feel like I've, I know a little more about the Raiders I feel like they've got a little more going for them weaponry wise so I'm going with the Denver Broncos as my kill for the AFC West I'm kind of happy you said that about Melvin Gordon because you're in a fantasy league with me and uh, now Fernando and I both know you're not taking Javante Williams like I will be Fernando who are you killing you in that. this division <laughs> I doubt you're killing the Chargers no yeah I, I'm gonna have to go with Las Vegas Raiders but I'm gonna tell you one thing the if you guys thought last year Kansas City against uh, Las Vegas was good it could get even better this year just because Gus Bradley is now the defensive coordinator of the Raiders. Gus Bradley has a history of being good against the Kansas City Chiefs mm. when he was on the Chargers uh, as a defensive coordinator. They gave him struggles, whether they were terrible, good. In Mexico City, I remember Gus Bradley and that defense. They had a lot of injuries. They played their tails off, and Phillip Rivers threw mm-hmm. four interceptions in that game. But they played their tails off, held Kansas City to, I think, 24 points. 
and the Chargers offense was just because the Phillip Rivers just couldn't uh, get it going. So he's always done a very good job. I'm interested to see the way uh, that Kansas City or that Las Vegas Raiders defense is going to be with Gus. They they brought Casey Hayward in, which I mean Casey was very good for the Chargers for years, but last year you could see the writing on the wall that lost Casey step, was getting. Yeah. yeah, he had lost a step. He was getting a little bit older. Um, and then you kind of look at this offense, and like you said, the offensive line is just not good. Um, and well, it I was great. I, yeah, yeah, it was very <laughs> like good. It, it was it was um, the strength of the y- team. Yep, yep. And and it just it, it's gonna go. I hope it's not terrible because I mean, like I said, Derek Carr just gets a bad uh, a bad rap. So yeah. I'm hoping that they're they're not that bad, but I just I just see the Las Vegas Raiders of the team more. And then here's my other point: Henry Ruggs on the Chargers. If it was Henry Ruggs with Keenan Allen and, and Mike Williams, Henry Ruggs would have gotten a thousand yards and probably over ten touchdowns. The thing is, he's kind of depended on as the number one receiver, and that's, that's not tough. who Henry Ruggs is. Henry Ruggs yeah. is a guy that he could do a lot of different things for you, but the Raiders just don't have those two top receivers to help uh, get to help you with somebody like Henry Ruggs so but Darren Waller to me I think is going to ball out again another season so and I that's my so. thing when the Chargers play the the Raiders uh Derwin is going to be on Darren Waller who's going to be the next guy that steps up and kind of takes over and and helps Derek Carr Ooh. if 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 Derwin and love those divisional oh, matchups. Yeah. oh yeah that Derwin against Travis Kelsey Noah Fant and uh Darren Waller love has it. to be circled in a lot of people's calendar this year because Oh, yeah. Uh, the only thing I'm mad at is oh, yeah. that last year against Tampa Bay, we weren't able to see Derwin against Rob Gronkowski and uh, the good tight ends that that Tampa Bay has. But definitely, it's I, I would have to go with the Raiders as well. So three three out of three out of four. Well, I'm happy. I'm happy you started that with bringing up the coordinators because you brought up a point that I forgot to mention, and it segues right into the best part of our show where we give out our backup the Brinks truck bet of the week. This one we got many weeks because we got all these divisional coming uh, divisional episodes coming out. We also have the end. NFC starting on Monday next week with the NFC East. Can't wait to dive into those divisions. And then we get to talk about my Green Bay Packers and the NFC North, but that's getting too far. Let's go into the season win totals. Each of the hosts here and Fernando are going to give out a bet for the season win totals of one of these teams. And I will go first because, Fernando, you already made my point for me. Drew, you said the number already. The Las Vegas Raiders at seven wins. Yes, there's 17 games this year. One extra game to get that seventh win. I'm okay with it being at seven even because if they end up seven and ten, that's a push and I'll take it. I'm going under, however, because... Not about the team building, not about the players around them, the shaky offensive line. But if you look at the NFL as a whole, these teams are being built around young offensive minds, guys that think a little bit differently. The Sean McVay's of the world, my guy LaFleur, guys that can think outside of the box and even defensively there's guys that are going up against it Brandon Staley now with the Chargers and what did the Raiders do when they replaced their coordinators Gus Bradley who has been fired everywhere he's gone and Greg Olson who has been fired even more is now calling the plays in Las Vegas I just don't see how this Las Vegas Raiders team improves from last year's team which barely got to this number as well under seven is my bet for this division for the Las Vegas Raiders. Diggity dangles. Let's go to you next. All right, I'm going to go the complete opposite direction. Oh! I, I want to bet. I want to bet on a, as sure of a thing as I can find. Guys, you look at the Chiefs' schedule. It's not that hard. They've got some simple game. They've got some easy game. There's a couple of tough ones. I think you know the football team could play them tough. They've got the Bills in Week uh, Five, uh, so that'll be interesting. Chargers matchups are always difficult, but there are winnable games on here. There are definitely 13 winnable games on this schedule. Not the in Chiefs week nine. Over, 
the Chiefs over is uh, plus 120, 12 and a half. I'm going with that. I think the Chiefs easily win 13 games this season, no problem whatsoever. It's a huge number, but hey, they're, they're the team it to is do a it. Big, it is a big number, but I, I feel more confident betting on them to win than I am betting on on the the Raiders to scrape out that last win if things are if the wheels are completely falling off in 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 Las Vegas before we before we go to our resident sharp let's go to our guest Fernando we gave you these numbers earlier do you have a strong inkling on an over or an under for any team in this division (laughs) oh Matt I'm gonna go un. I'm I'm gonna go <laughs> under laughing. for the Kansas City Chiefs. I <laughs> okay. think okay. I think no, Kansas I, like I think I like Kansas City for bet. the first time is gonna get challenged a lot more than they have in the past. I think they're gonna, they could lose potentially one divisional game to each of these guys. I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but they could potentially wow. lose one. Yeah, just no. uh, just just base year off of. Sure. It's been it's been a wild ride. You know, you, you remember, I mean, the Los Angeles Lakers, when they would get to the three-peat, what would happen that fourth season? They would be gassed. They wouldn't be, they wouldn't be as tough as they were. This could be happening in Kansas City. The more and more they keep on going, they've been they've been uh they've been winning the division. They've been going deep into the playoffs for years now. They could start taking its toll and it could start taking it this year. I mean, everybody, I mean, and I know Patrick Mahomes is young, Tyreek Hill is young, these guys are young, but at the same time, it, it the injury the 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 injury bug hits every team at one point and you just never know when it's yeah. going to hit you never know when guys are going to get tired so i think the Kansas City uh Chiefs went under i still think they win the the division but i think it's going to be under and it's going to be a closer division than the one people think um this year we got a good old Colin Coward crossfire between Dangles <laughs> and Fernando shave for the sharp you that are is the a resident first and sharp. last time we will refer to Colin on this. <laughs> you, you are a resident sharp on the show. You see this AFC West. You've heard all of our arguments. Do you, my friend, have a bet for a season-long win total? I thought you'd never ask, Tony. Listen, I like this because I'm kind of siding with our guest, Fernando, and kind of a slight fade on Dangles, even though uh, he didn't really specifically say this, but everyone remembers last year, San Francisco 49ers, the most injury-plagued season in the history of the NFL. Well, right behind them, was a team no one really talked about in the mile-high city in the Denver Broncos. Had a horribly injury-plagued year. Now, their season total win, eight and a half games at minus 105, basically even money. I took a look at their schedule. Now, everyone knows they're going to play two games home and away within the division, right? Well, let's see who their road games are. They're, they're off their non-division road games, Giants, Jaguars, Cowboys. Their non-division home games, the Jets, the Eagles, the Lions, the Bengals. I have them going 5-2 and two in there. If they can go 500 in their division games, 4-4, four and four, that is nine wins. Schaefer the Sharp, that's only 15 games. Thanks for asking. They have two more against the Steelers <laughs> and the Ravens. Competition, competition breeds success. Drew Locke, I've been down on him for years. Terrible. However, you bring Teddy Covers, who statistically is one of the best cover quarterbacks of in the history of, of, of gambles, comes in. He's breathing right down his neck. Guess what Drew Locke did his first preseason game? I know it's preseason. 5 of 7, 151 with two touchdowns. Teddy came in in relief, 7 of 8, 74 yards, and one touchdown. They, As Fernando said, first-round draft pick, cornerback, Pat Sertain. PFF has him degraded. The number one secondary in the land. They have a healthy Von Miller. They have a healthy Bradley Chubb. They have Jerry Judy. They have Cortland Sutton in a contract year. KJ Hamler, it's due for a nice breakout year as a third third guy. Hopefully no fan stays healthy. My best bet, one of my best season totals for the entire year, the Denver Broncos over eight and a half wins. Love it, Drew. And also, I will say, I was looking at them as well. Those first three weeks at the Giants, at the Jaguars, home to the Jets. That's that's. Not unfathomable for them to be three and zero to start the season. And, and Fernando, last thing, Tony. Some, oh, wait, sorry, la, sorry, last thing, Fernando. Lit, Vic, Vic Fangio and Pat Shermer graded out as 
two of the poorest statistically, situationally coaches in all of football last year. Terrible. Vic Fangio, Pat Shermer. I'm speaking to Shermer as the offensive coordinator. They know this is a ride or die year for them. They are playing yeah. for their jobs. They have to pull out the stops. Fangio has got to be a little more aggressive in play calling, and he's a good defensive mind. Plus, what we're forgetting, one of the biggest home, va- home field advantages still in the NFL today in that altitude yeah. in Denver in those early season September, October games when, when, the, when, the op- when the opponents don't have their legs under them, I think it's a big home field. And like I said, just the math, go 500 in the division, win five out of seven games, you'll be a favorite or pick him, and you got the number, and you got two extra games to do it. I love this bet, over eight and a half. I really like it, guys. Love it. Fernando, you got something before we wrap up? I got two things. One. What a shame that Tim Tebow will not be on the Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> when they play the Broncos. Because I would have, oh, yeah. I would have loved to have seen that. <laughs> but, but the way I'm hearing what Drew's telling me is, okay, let's play Drew Locke the first and second quarter, and then let Teddy Bridgewater go third quarter and fourth quarter. That's the way <laughs> the I'm old understanding Miami it. Dolphins approach. That's not a recipe for winning football games. Miami Fernando, Fernando you have the name of I, – I, I told Tony when we booked you, you have a name of a, like, like, like a Major League Baseball relief pitcher. And, you know, who knows? Teddy, Teddy, T- Teddy Covers could be the reliever in this situation. Speaking of the lefty coming out of the pen, thank you, Fernando Ramirez, for joining us on the AFC West MFK Breakdown today. We had a blast talking to you. We will definitely be talking to you in the future. We thank you for coming on the show. But that is it for us at the West Coast Gamblers. For Tony Cavallo, for Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo, Antonio for Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crooks, and we are the only gambling show that makes you money. A proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and on Monday, the NFC East is here, and it's time to talk about the teams that matter. No offense to the AFC teams. Let's go, boys, and as always, thank you for listening. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, Yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? (laughs) The Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.